just want to remind you, I always keep perspective. And uh, one thing I, I try to do wherever I am and whatever I'm doing, and I've done this all my life, even since I was a kid, I always back up. When I was in school, you'd back up and just look at the bird's eye view. Okay, I'm in school right now, but later on, I'm going to be doing this. And then, you know, when I got a job, okay, this is my job, but I try to back up. Now, what is my job in the context of this, right? So, so if you just do that with life, I call it the bird's eye view, then it just helps you keep perspective, and we need that more than ever today because the pressures of life are intense and crazy. Would you agree? So if you back up, the bird's eye view is Jesus is coming back. And, and so just, uh, just as a reminder, you know, God spoke to Daniel and in Daniel chapter 9, and, and I'm just going to cover a poquito, small amount of this, which is, um, you know, he gave him 490 years of Israel's future from right then on into the future, and it was on into eternity. And, and the uncanny thing was 483 of those years happened, just like he said. And, but the time clock stopped when, when Jesus died and was raised from the dead. The Jewish time clock stopped, and all that God told Daniel came to pass with the exception of seven years. And, and so there's been a 2000, almost a 2,000-year expanse of time since that Jewish time clock has been ticking. It's been on hold. It's like the stop clock went click, and nothing's been happening. And, and at some point in the future, you know, God's great big finger is going to go click. And he's going to start dealing with Israel again. And there's seven years of time left. That's how we know what's going on. Seven years of time left uh, for God to deal with Israel and, uh, and with his enemies and Jesus to come back and, and reign on a throne of David for a thousand years. And then we have a new heavens and new earth. Is that exciting? So, so here's where we are. We're really close to God clicking the button on that stopwatch and Jewish time starting again. That We call that, people typically call that the seven-year tribulation. It's really Daniel's 70th week. So we're extremely close. Only thing I'm, yeah, I don't know if we're going to know exactly. I don't think, a, you know, going to hear, the 70th week has started. I don't think you're going to hear that. What I do think is going to happen is, some kind of, tre it's, a, it's a treaty, it's an agreement. The, the word there in Daniel 9.27 about the Antichrist making a treaty with uh, many for one seven. It's, it's, it's somewhat vague, so we don't exactly know what that is, but I've always had the sense that when that comes and the Antichrist rises to power, somehow we're going to be aware of that. Is that okay? So we're really, really close to that. I can't People keep asking me questions. Well, you know, are the seals being opened in Revelation 6? Is that happening now? Are the things that Jesus talked about in Matthew 24, the birth pains, the back Braxton Hicks contractions, is that happening now? And, uh, you know, uh, the earth is ripening for Jesus to return, but I can't give a definite on any of that except we're in a time of tremendous deception. Have you figured that out? That's the number one sign that Jesus gave in Matthew 24, verse 4. Uh, how would you, what will it be like at the time of my coming? And Jesus mentioned deception. Uh, Paul mentioned that in 1 uh, Timothy chapter 4 and 2 Timothy chapter 4 as well. Talked about this deception in 2 Thessalonians 2. I know I'm talking fast. Uh, he mentioned delusion. So there's deception slash delusion going on, which delusion is when people 
know what is right. Their minds know what is right. They're being told something different than what they've heard all of their lives and they're choosing to act on things that don't make sense. Now that's delusion. That's happening right now. So I said all that um, I, in my notes several weeks ago. I wrote some things down in my notes on Sunday morning, but I never, I never got to them. Don't steal my thunder yet. Oh, there you go. Thank you. That's good. You're good, man. Um, but I mentioned something in my notes that I wanted to, to talk about today just briefly uh, because I didn't uh, verbalize it even though it was in my notes on a Sunday morning. I think it was January 29th when I was talking about repentance. I had so much to say about repentance I didn't get to this. Prior to that, I had something in the notes I wanted you to see, and some people may have seen it. Most probably didn't. So uh, here's what I do know. Uh, COVID-19, God gave me the word nefarious, which really correctly... Uh, correctly categorized uh, COVID-19 and all things surrounding that. Now we've come to know, and, and all you have to do is look at sources other than ABC, NBC, uh, MSNBC, CNN, and, th and the mainstream media, and you'll get lots of information today about what's going on with the COVID-19 vaccinations or emergency use authorizations. Can I talk about this? Now, I'm a pastor, and I'm going to tell you, if I see a danger, my responsibility is to tell you, yes or no. So I talk about controversial things that other people want just because I love you, and I'm willing to take the flack for it. Is that okay? So what I have come to know is this thing people call a vaccine, which is actually an emergency use authorization. It is not a vaccine. It has not been tested. Uh, we, are, we have become the guinea pigs on this thing. There are big problems with the vaccine. How many already know that? So, so I had some reasons for saying this. I'm aware of, of any uh, group of people I, in, I am around. There's probably at least half or more of the people I'm around that are, are, have at least had one shot of the, of the COVID-19 vaccination. I am aware of that. Now I've become aware, and nobody wants to talk about it. It's the white elephant in the room. People are dropping dead. Have you noticed that? Have you noticed? I'm talking the whole strata of culture. I don't care if you're, I don't care. It's happening to people that are unknown and people that are well-known. Athletes, Hollywood people, and people in the, you know, people in that, that are seen and known, and they people that are not seen and known. It's happening on, in a large way, and people are having uh, symptoms, and they're not talking about them, and nobody wants to talk about it. Have you noticed that? Now, that comes under the category of deception slash del that's actually delusion when you refuse, when, when you turn your face against science and choose to believe a lie. So that's, that's what's going on. And so I wanted to give some comfort if you're here or you're watching online at a day in the future and you had to receive the vaccination to keep your job or, or you know, you were talked into it by your doctor or a family friend, whatever, or you just thought, well, everybody says I need to do it, so I'm going to do it, you know, um, and now it's coming out that it's causing huge problems and it's well documented and if you need the information, I have it, but I'm just not going to go there tonight because I don't have time. Uh, I wanted to give you some help. So, so don't let fear rule you. This is my pastor heart talking. Don't let fear rule you if you took that vaccination and you're hearing that people are having problems. The enemy would take that and he'd drive you in the dirt with fear. And God's not given us a spirit of fear. There is an antidote to this and I want to show you what it is from scripture, spiritually speaking, 
Here's what you do. You say, well, pastor, you know, I did that. I got the vaccination. Maybe you got two of them. I don't care. Whatever. I want to help you deal with the fear. And God gave me this. I was praying, and this came to my mind. Mark 16, 17 came to my mind. So I got three things to help you deal with fear in the event of the COVID-19 vaccination. Or maybe one of your family members, maybe your spouse, some of your children, uh, other family extended, et cetera, have have taken it and, and uh, you know, and they got some concerns because of things they're hearing. Now, here we are, Mark 16, 17, these signs will follow those who believe. In my name, they will cast out demons. They will speak with new tongues. We talked about that Sunday. They will take up serpents or they'll exercise authority over the devil or literally in, in, uh, in, in cultures that are uh, more rustic than ours, you could literally, I've been in India, you could step on, step on a snake or Africa, black Mumbai, you could step on one. Now, they'll kill you pretty quick with the, uh, with the venom. He says you'll take up serpents that drink any deadly thing. Everybody's saying if they drink any deadly thing. Anything deadly, it will by no means hurt them. Then they'll lay hands on the sick and they will recover. When, when I read that, I was praying several weeks ago and that phrase kept coming to me, if they drink anything deadly. Now, hey, listen to this. That vaccine would come under those auspices. So, so, so if you've taken that, whatever, I want to encourage you, don't let the spirit of fear grasp your mind. How many hear me? Because you know what? According to this, I don't care if, if somebody puts something in you and it's not right. You can believe God that it'll just won't bother you. Yes or no? That 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 right there works. Um, and I think I've mentioned this in some forum somewhere. Um, we have a bunch of churches in Ethiopia, and back in 2007, somebody threat a person we knew well threatened to poison us. They didn't tell us that. They told somebody else who let us know. Don't you take any? Don't eat any food you didn't bring with you. Don't drink any water that is not sealed. And so we made sure that anything that went in our mouth didn't come from a cap, from somebody fixing it for us. It came from our bag. So I had a whole bag of food. And, and you know, I was believing God. And, you know, I was believing God. Lord, you promised no deadly thing would bother me. And I'm going to tell you, I, you know, if they're trying to put it in the air where I, I can sniff a little, I'm going to be all right. So, right? So do that with, uh, do that with the vaccination. Then second thing is this. And this works not only with it with the vaccination thing, but also I would encourage you to incorporate this in your daily life. I have, and I literally do this every single morning. I'm on my knees. I say certain things to the Lord to stir myself up, and I do this. I mean, now it's every single day. Romans 8, 11, if the spirit of him who raised up Jesus from the dead dwells in you, he who raised up Christ from the dead will also give life. Everybody say, give life. King James Version says, will quicken your mortal body through his spirit who dwells in you. And so here's how I pray that. I pray and I say, Lord, I want to thank you that the same spirit that raised up Jesus from the dead is living in me. And I thank you. Here's what I say every morning. Lord, I thank you that every cell of my body is quickened by the Holy Spirit. How many believe he can give life to the cells of your body? I mean, every day. I say it every day. And Lord, we have seven systems in our body, so says science. So Lord, the seven systems of my body function exactly the way you designed that they function. And the Holy Spirit is quickening the systems of my body. And then we have, I don't, I don't have the body count on the organs, but I say every organ of my body functions the way it was designed to function and will do so as long as I live in this body. How many think that's okay? I do it every single, every single day. 
And, um, and I'm expecting, and I say all my joints, my ligaments, my tendons, and my muscles, and all the internal organs, they will function the way they're supposed to. My body is my servant. And I'm going to use my body to serve you. And I'm your servant. So my body's going to serve me while I serve you as long as I live in it, right? I say it every single day. Then the third one is Deuteronomy 33:25, which, um, uh, which is your sandals shall be iron and bronze. It was directed towards a person. As your days, so shall your strength be. That last phrase, as your days, so shall your strength be. And so I say out of my mouth when I'm saying all the other with Romans 8, 11, Lord, I thank you that as long as I live in my body, it'll be strong and it'll serve me and I'm going to be whole and well and I'll function like and everything will function like it should. As my days, so my physical strength will be, my mental strength will be, my emotional stability will be, right? As well as my spiritual strength. So I say it every single day and I encourage you to do that as well. So anyway, that was uh, all free and off the cuff. Uh, I've got a couple of questions before anybody has any, and uh, so feel free to go ahead and do that. Somebody sent this in, and uh, they asked this question. I don't mind sharing this. They said, well, I'm not sure if he wants to do this publicly, but I'll just do it publicly. So they wanted to know a few of my favorite news sources. So um, now I, I've just got to tell you, there is a, in fact, for, I was watching I was watching um, a, a, a small snippet or broadcast, a podcast, and this thing came up that I have seen at least half a dozen times where, have you seen the, the little video where, where news people are all saying the same thing? It starts with one screen. What is it? A montage of uh, one, two, you know, four, and, and, and then eight, and then 16, and it just multiplies, and the whole screen is nothing but all these news people, and they keep the sound, and all of them are saying the exact same words. How many have ever seen that? Raise your hand. Okay, how many haven't seen it? Raise your hand. Well, go do a, a search, whatever search engine you use. I'm not sure if Google will even bring it up. I use DuckDuckGo, and I know it'll bring it up, and, uh, but go search that out. Just the news people that are saying the same thing. You'll probably find that video. So, so here's what I know. Now, this is facts. Somebody's telling all the news sources what to say. Did you hear me? It, it's, it's, prop, it, it's no longer news. It's, it's information with a slant on it, and it becomes propaganda. So, so for that reason, and Jesus said be the number one thing to deal with before I come back is deception and then delusion. Deception is when you have some truth, but then add a lot of other things that are just not true. It's just your opinion with it. That can be deception, right? It's leaving out some of the facts, right? Maybe sharing one fact and then adding a lot of things that are just your opinion. Then delusion is absolutely carte blanche saying something that is absolutely not true as though it were science or fact saying it so much from so many sources that, well, it must be true. It doesn't make sense, but it must be true. See, that's how delusion comes in. Does that make sense? So that's the reason, and I, I know I, I answer things to the nth degree, but that's the reason. That I, so what I chose to do several years ago, and all my life, you know, Susan and I, we've been married 43-plus years, and we've always we watched the news as we eat our evening meal or whatever, and uh, then, you know, I've, I've listened to news in the morning when I'm dressing and banking up to bed. We, 
listen to the whatever, but I quit doing that because you know what? I don't listen to a liar. Now, you might not like what I'm saying, but that's okay, you know? I'm just saying I just don't listen to lies. So I have news sources, and, and it, I don't like it because it's a hassle to me, but I would rather do it this way than for somebody to tell me something that's not true and, and me believe that. I, I, I'm just not that kind. You know, I don't, I'm led by Jesus well, but I'm not forced very easily. Are you? If you're trying to force my hand, I'm going to say, why? How come? Why are you saying that? How do you know that's true? Who told you that? What's your source? If you're not doing that today, then you're probably deceived. And or. It's that kind of world. It's crazy to say it. So here they are. I've got 15 things and I've got more, but these are 15 main ones. Looks like one left. Where's the other one? Somebody must have moved it. Oh, they did. Somebody moved it up. I got it. So, uh, so here are 15 news sites, and they're, some of them are aggregates. That means they take uh, information from all kinds of sources. The first one is citizenfreepress.com, and they're on the screen, so you look at them. I don't, and if you're interested, you might not be, but if you are, another one's what finger, and it means this. What finger? Is it yeah or is it no? So you can take a picture of the screen as I talk. Another one. Now this one i got to talk about in a second. Hal Turner. I mentioned this to the men yesterday. HalTurnerRadioShow.com Now Hal Turner is a, is a former FBI agent. He was actually over the FBI counterterrorism unit for a number of years. And, he, and so he actually, even though it was FBI, he actually traveled outside the United States and became friends with Lots of people embedded in other nations and in their governments, and he still has those friendships. I don't, and I have a lot more to say about that. Now, this guy, if he's saved, uh, you know, he's a real baby believer, so sometimes he has a potty mouth, uh, and you just got to be aware of that. I don't like some of the things he says, but I'm wise enough to be able to glean what he's saying and say, okay, so anyway, he has a website called HowTurnerRadioShow.com, and it's called that because every night at 9 o'clock from 9 to 10, he's got a radio show that is broadcast on shortwave radio and on some, a couple of FM sta uh, uh, AM stations because they go worldwide and uh, to over 70 nations, and a lot of people listen to it. And he really, honestly, I've checked this guy. He gets news before it happens. You won't, if you go hear it, you'll probably hear it first right there. And so he's saying some things now that will rattle your cage, and it's not, it's tough stuff, and, and I see it beginning to happen. So anyway, HowTurnerRadioShow.com. He also has covert intel, he calls it, which, um, which he won't share only with people who, are paid subscribers, and to be a paid subscriber, you got to pay $1 a week. So I pay $13 every quarter just to get the covert intel. So I do that. So I thought it was worth it. That's what I do. So anyway, noahreport.com is an, another aggregate of news. Uh, there was a news uh, site for 20-something years that, that went rogue, and, and that is it's become... It's become, uh, it's become a propagandist tool, and it is drudgereport.com. I used to listen to what, read, read that for years, but he's, he's went south. He's gone south. Something happened to the guy. I don't look at it anymore, but I replaced that with Citizen Free Press, 
and NoahReport.com, PopulistPress.com is another one. Again, it's an aggregate. Uh, Gab Social is a social media app. I, I actually get, there's a lot of news, and people just get stuff from all over the place. And when you read this stuff, you got to figure out, is this right or not? Some of it I take with a grain of salt. Other, others I chunk, and other things I say, nah, yeah, I think you got something. Watch.org, and he's a believer, lives in Washington, D.C., I forgot the guy's name. But he has all kinds of news from all over the world, news about Israel, news about the church. Uh, provocative commentary at the very end, and then just regular news at the very uh, at the very top of his, his uh, website. Uh, there's another one called Censored News, censored.news. And this is another aggregate, and he's, I mean, there's a lot of websites. When you click on that, you'll see different news sources all over the place. And again, I take all this with a grain, but I, I look at it, I'll scan it, and I have a way of scanning things very rapidly so it doesn't take me a lot of time, but that's what I do. Now there's another, um, another app called Telegram. Y'all heard of Telegram? And so I've got five I want to mention from Telegram, and I look at Telegram. I mean, I, I eat my lunch. When I'm eating my lunch, I, I don't waste time. I'm scrolling and looking just to see what's going on in the world. So on there, there's one called, once you get on Telegram, do a search, and you can find Sergeant News Network. This guy's got a lot of stuff from everywhere that you may or may not hear. The other one, and I don't know what this is an acronym for, NTD, I don't know what that means, but anyway, they have just breaking news stuff. I look at that one on Telegram. Health Ranger, which is a guy in Texas called Mike Adams, and uh, he has a, a huge, um, uh, uh, I guess he's got a big farm and he grows his own food and he, and he makes, um, he makes uh, what's the word I'm looking for? What? Organic food, thank you. Organic was the word. So health, right? But he's got, this guy, he must have several PhDs and some. He's a really funny guy. I don't agree with everything he says, but he's got a lot of information on there anyway. Health Ranger. Breaking headlines is another one under Telegram. Anything's happening all over the world, you're going to find it right there. Another one is One American News Network, and they're a pretty good news network. I think there's another one called Real American News. I think they're on Telegram as well. So anyway, that's what I do for news. And uh, if you want to know what my information source is, I've got a few more other than that. But there's 15 of them I place there. Oh, and I forgot to mention uh, uh, the epochtimes.com. So uh, what's that? There, yeah, yeah. They have news from all over the place. I actually, you got to pay to get their stuff. It aggravated me so much. I finally said, you guys, okay, I'm going to pay you. Because, you know, they'll say, read our article and get up there, and you can't see it unless you pay them a buck. So, well, God bless you, here's my dollar. And so, anyway, uh, I've got a monthly subscription to the Epoch Times, which is, they really are good. They're balanced from all, all areas of life. So, you know, it's a strange day. I know it's weird for me to mention something like that, but I want you to be informed. You ought to be informed today. If you love your children, love your family, you want to be wise, you just need to, but don't hide your head in the sand and not know what's going on. Figure out what's going on. Spend more time in the Word than you do with that, right? Right? But, but be aware of what's going on. So I've got some other questions here. Let me hurry. Um, this person asked, what are Pastor Mitchell's thoughts about Mario Murillo calling out the American false prophets? Anybody ever heard of Mario Murillo? Well, he's a wonderful, evan he actually is an evangelist from um, uh, California. I think it's Fresno. Is he from Fresno? 
Somewhere around, I think. So anyway, he's been around a long time. I read one of, and I mentioned this Sundays, I read one of his books, books in the early 80s. And I really like the guy. An evangelist, he just stirs you, stirs you up. And I like him. So um, he's, he did have a podcast where he was getting on. Uh, he calls them false prophets. And that is these guys that are saying this, that, or the other about what God's going to do with the United States of America. And uh, three quarters or plus of the time, it ain't happening. And it, it, I call it sensationalism. I, I don't like that kind of stuff. Um, if you're going to prophesy and say God said, if he didn't say it, then Old Testament, they kill those guys. Now, I'm not saying you should do that now. I just think you ought to chew them out and say, what you doing, guy? So for him to call people out, here's, here's what I think. Anybody I listen to and all they're talking about is politics and what, what hap- what's happening in America and what's going to be happening. That is, America is not God's priority. I, I don't want to burst your bubble, but Jerusalem is the apple of his eye. And he loves Israel. And end times is about, is about God fulfilling his promises to Abraham, Isaac, Jacob, and all of the sons of Abraham, which in Christ we are. Yes or no? It is not about God somehow bailing America out of the crises that we have created ourselves. In fact, the truth is, we are a nation under judgment right now. And if somebody's speaking blessing and wonderfulness, you need to check those dudes out because we're doing all the wrong things right now. And and the Lord has come for us. Now, you know, thankfully, we've got revival breaking out in some of the colleges. Don't you think it's cool? And, and, you know, God's stirring all of us, and he's challenging the church. And I've mentioned all these things in various ways. He's challenging the church to step it up and stop compromising with the culture. You're not helping, you're hindering. And he's saying, repent. Yes or no? So when I'm listening to somebody and they're saying, thus says the Lord, the, the, the central theme should not be America. It should be for God so loved the world. Yes or no? Now let me balance that out by saying now I pray in the Spirit and I do it a lot. And I tell you all, sometimes God just gives me one word. So I mentioned the word nefarious in March of 2020. He gave me the word uh, in the end of, I haven't said much about this, when May of uh, 2020, God gave me the word. God gives me singular words and, you know, it, it starts working out. Subversion is another one. Subversion. And then I was praying October of 2021. He gave me the word epoch. I didn't know what, I mean, I read the epoch time. What is, well, an epoch is a, is a, is a, is a, a, a time, a period of time that defines a, a, a new era of living. We're living in an epoch. We're going from the age of grace into an age of judgment just before Jesus comes back. So he spoke, I mean, he spoke that to me. And then I mentioned a couple of weeks ago, I don't like this word, but man, here it is, pernicious. See, I'm praying in the Spirit, and these words just, where was that? And uh, so uh, there's so many pernicious things happening right now, and I don't have time to go in unless you want to ask questions about it. So anyway, that's what I think about Miriam Murillo calling out the false prophets. I think it's okay. He's a man of God. He's a man of integrity. And what's that? My word, oh, yeah, God gave me the word. She mentioned that God gave me the word stretch, January 1. This is a year to stretch yourself. And expect God to do more than he's ever done in you. How many can think he'll do that? 
So anyway, North uh, uh, Mary Amarillo, sure, I think it's okay. I think he's a wonderful man. He's a balanced man. You know, he's not out being me- being a meanie. You know, he's a loving man. But you know what? Jesus loved people, but he called the, the hypocrites a snake. You a snake. You're a whitewashed tombstone. Who do you think you are, right? That's what Jesus did. So, hey, and he loved them too, but he called them out. So uh, here's another question. Could Iran or North Korea gaining, creating or given nuclear weapons be the second seal on the rider on the red horse? That's talking about Revelation chapter 6. I have absolutely no idea. Maybe, maybe not. There's wars and rumors of wars. Uh, I will say this. Um, you may not be aware of this, so, so you got to read between the lines. How many, I want a show of hands. How many are aware that we are closer to nuclear war worldwide than the world has been since the early 1960s? Raise your hand if you know that. Uh, how many heard that from me or you got it from, if you got it from another source, raise your hand. Oh, I'm proud of y'all. Good. So, so listen, just listen. It's true. And uh, y'all, on HalTurnerRadioShow.com, this guy, he's got these people embedded all over the world. Uh, I read a thing today. It was covert intel, but I'm telling you, the sabers are rattling. The, nucle- the tactical nuclear armament is on ships sailing in the ocean, submarines underneath the water, and in all kinds of, of, uh, of aircraft right now, everywhere. In Russia, uh, this just came out today, for instance, February 21st, which is next Tuesday, uh, uh, Vladimir Putin has told all of his media sources. Now, you haven't heard this yet. And I think I can say it, but I I just read it. Uh, uh, Next Tuesday, Vladimir Putin has said to all of the television stations in the Russian Federation and all the radio stations, I want you to make sure you broadcast the speech I'm giving. It's going to take about an hour. And the, the street word is it's a game changer. And it's a really big deal because they're about to do something. So, you know, wow, I went, okay, great. So I just put that on my proverbial shelf and I don't know what to do with that except pray, right? So I just want you to be prepared and ready and, and don't think that we're living in the kind of day that you, you know, if something happens, you can just run and go get you some food and things you need for your family. Be ready because we're living in a volatile time. Jesus said it would be this way. So just be aware, and I don't want to spook you. I'm not spooked out about it. I believe God's going to take care of us. Do you believe that? In fact, the Lord spoke to me last October. I was praying, and he specifically said to me, Mitch, and he didn't tell me what it was, and that's often the way the Lord is. When stuff happens, I don't know what stuff is. Because he knows how I think. Mitch, when stuff happens, don't stop doing what you're doing. Hear me? Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Okay. So what do I do? I preach. I minister life. We got this church going. We, we're just doing what we do. And we're going to keep doing it. Right? Well, I, I trust him. Do you trust him? This last question here. Uh, what is Pastor Mitch's opinion on the hexagonal object being shot down over Lake Huron over this last few days? So how many noticed all the little stuffs in the atmosphere? Uh, the balloon was shot down a couple of weeks ago, right? Now they got these objects, and they won't say what they are, and they've closed down the airspace in Montana over the Great Lakes. Have y'all read about all that? Yes or no? Okay. And they don't know what it is. Let me tell you what I think it is, and I've read between the lines and read from a lot of people. It's false flag. 
What does that mean? That means that something diverts your attention from what's really going on and get y'all, <laughs> don't hyperventilate, but <laughs> what are we going to do now? Calm down. Just calm down. It'll be okay. And uh, they're just wanting to divert attention. So what is that hexagonal object? Here's what I did find out in research. Y'all ever, ever heard of Area 51? Well, it just happens to be a research place. Nobody gets, if you walk over there, you might not come back because they're not going to let you in there to see. So it's off limits. And they're, you know, they, they are doing things that are so far beyond the scientific understanding that most Americans have. And they're doing not just there, but other places. And so I just have a sneaky feeling that some of these things, they don't know what it is. It's some of this stuff that comes from these research facilities. It's been going on for a long, long time. But they're just making it newsworthy to divert your attention. So that's my opinion. I could be wrong. Maybe you have a better opinion than mine. I hope you do. So anyway, that's what I think about that. So somebody uh, asked about us going to Osbury University as a group. If y'all want to go, uh, I found out now, you know what that is in, in Kentucky where the revival's breaking out? Y'all heard about that? Well, now there's so many people going, they're standing outside. So I guess if you want to go stand outside, feel free. Or if you want to, come in here and let's worship like they do, and you'll get the same presence right now. In fact, hey, come Friday night. Come Friday night with a heart open, say, God, I just want you, and I'm willing not to eat a cheeseburger afterwards. I'll just stay on, right? So anyway, that's enough. Anybody got anything? I, I got a lot to share, but I'm on. Anybody got you got anything? Anything come in? One. Okay. Uh, what's the difference between a carnal Christian and a person to whom the Lord will say, "Depart from me, I never knew you." Are they the same? No. A person. It's obvious when he said, "Depart from me, I never knew you." You that work iniquity. That's a person who says they know the Lord, but their life never changed. Their lifestyle never changed. So what's the difference? Well, it's one thing to have a challenge with your flesh. In fact, uh, I've mentioned this so many times. Let me just read this verse out of my old hard copy Bible. 1 John 3, verse 9. Whoever has been born of God uh, does not sin or practice sin as a way of life. Amplified brings it out really well. Uh, for his seed remains in him, and he cannot sin because he has been born of God. That is worth me reading that in the Amplified. So let me go to my other source here, and then I have bunches of translations right here. This classic Amplified, and here is 1 John 3, verse 9. No one born or begotten of God, and this just brings out the tenses in the Greek really well, no one born or begotten of God deliberately, knowingly, and habitually practices sin. What does he mean by that? That means, that means you got stuff in your life you know is wrong. You haven't repented of it. You like to do it, and you ain't about ready to stop it. Does that make sense? So that's a person whose life trajectory hasn't changed. Uh, they started coming to church. Maybe they give some in the offering. Maybe they sing and lift their hands. But their life never changed. You get it? You say, well, Pastor, I've been walking with God. And some things in my life that hadn't changed. Well, a lot of us are that way. Would you agree? But the trajectory of your life 
It's about Jesus. And when you do something wrong, your heart says, uh-uh. And you say, God, I don't want to be involved in that. Help me. Yes or no? See, what this doesn't mean is that you have a weakness of the flesh and you fall into a temptation and a snare, as it says in the New Testament, and you don't, you don't want to, you don't mean to, but your flesh is stronger at the moment than your spirit nature, and you just fall into whatever. It could be, what, could be anger, it could be self-centeredness, it could be you know, a, a sin of the flesh, it could be overeating for that matter, it could be a sexual thing, whatever it is. You know, uh, the, what's, what's, how, do you know, how do you differentiate a person who's a believer from a person who isn't? from the person who Jesus would say, depart from me, you that work iniquity, I never knew you. The difference is, as a believer, when you do wrong, you know it right then. And there's something inside you that says, dude, you need to stop right now. Right? Now, if you don't, if you can do stuff and you, and you don't care, you might be in that category Jesus talked about in Matthew 7. And you need to challenge yourself, Right? I'm saying that because, man, there's so much loose living in the church today, and it's been allowed. How many read, I read, uh, I could have mentioned this tonight, but I don't have time. Um, I wrote a, a blog. I haven't written a blog since Monday. How many read my blog from Monday? Raise your hand if you, raise your hand if you didn't. Oh, hot dog, you read my blog, yay. <laughs> go to MitchHorton.com or go to our website. My blog is there. And I talked about, I went, in 2009, I went to a meeting, and I mentioned it Sunday morning. And I didn't realize I had taken such exhaustive notes, and somebody after service told me, well, Pastor, I went and looked at your blogs from 2009. I found what you said Sunday morning. I said, whoa. So I published that. I found two days I did it, and I published them on Monday. And what it is, I went to a seminar, and this guy was saying, look, there's seeker-sensitive churches. That's my words, not his. They're seeker-sensitive churches and they're Holy Spirit-moving churches. And he said there's going to come, this is in 2009, there's coming a big change. He said Jesus appeared to him in 2007. And he said there's coming a split in the church world in America. It's changing. And he said for the next while, these seeker-sensitive churches are going to rise. And he gave 13 points about the seeker-sensitive churches. If you go read my blog, go back and read it, MitchHorton.com. Read the blog. Uh, you can see there's third and, and y'all the last number of the last decade, that is the church world in America. That has created namby pandy, yellow, shape shifting, innocuous, not serious believers. Call them what you want. And then he said, the next day, I, I published that Monday as well. He said, that's going to happen for a period of time and then. And then it's going to change. And these churches that have, that have been seeker sensitive and they're just trying to reach people without them making firm decisions to follow Jesus and to put away sin, they're just adding Jesus to their sinful lifestyle. I mean, you understand? He said, they're going to start falling, fading because of sin and false doctrine. And y'all, that's happening now. It's happening. And he said, the churches that will move and preach the word and let the Holy Spirit manifest, they'll rise up. And he gave 16 points as to what these churches would be like. And I want that. Do you want that? I want that for us. So anyway, it's interesting. I do encourage you. I don't have time 
to uh, read it tonight. But uh, anyway, so that ain't, I think that answered the question too much. Maybe you got something? Just got this one in. Um, how can we walk in a way that is kind but still firm in our faith? The Jews were instructed to cast out people that lived in sin. Well, Proverbs 27, 5 says, open rebuke is better than, than, than secretly concealed love. Um, Proverbs 20, uh, 20, uh, 28, 23, he that rebukes a man afterwards, I might have that reference wrong, but it's around there. He that rebukes a man afterwards will find more favor than he that flatters with the tongue. Uh, and then, how about Hebrews 12, whom the Lord loves, he chastens or corrects and scourges every son whom he receives. So how about 1 Corinthians 5? How about Revelations chapters 2 and 3, the, the, the number of the churches there in Asia Minor, modern-day Turkey? Jesus had some denunciations towards those individuals Paul spoke to a young man who was having sex with his stepmother and holding hands with her in the church. And they're praising God together. And he said, you're crazy. <laughs> you can't do that anymore. So there's one thing. What was the, what was the question again? <laughs> how, you, how do you be how kind? How can we walk in a way that is kind but still firm in our faith? Yeah. Yeah, well, that's it. Just be honest. Now, you know how you phrase it. See, what I do, if I have to challenge someone, see, it's me, it's me, it's me, oh, Lord, standing in the need of prayer. It's a song. And that comes up. So, see, I don't do it with a judgmental attitude. Brethren, if any of you be overtaken in a fault, Galatians 6, 1, you that are spiritual, restore such in one, considering yourself, lest you also be tempted. So if I'm going to deal with somebody, say, look, can we talk a minute? You know, I don't think I'm any better than you. We all struggle with the flesh at times and with things in our culture. All of us do. But I want to encourage you. Here's something I see, and other people are seeing it. And if they're seeing it, then, you know, you need to be aware of this. Are you aware that this is happening and that's going on? Are you aware of that? See, you ask them questions to see if they're even aware. And then their response tells you which way to go. If they say, you know, it's just a big problem. Well, you know, you can have compassion and say, you know, let me pray with you and give you some steps of encouragement that may, may help you. And I'll pray with you to help overcome that. Or they may say, you know, you old sorry piece of something. What you doing talking to me about that? I mean, I just wanted to help. Well, I don't want you to help me. I say, okay, God bless you. And you leave them alone. Right? Speak not in the ears of a fool. Proverbs says he will despise the wisdom of your words. So you go with kindness. You go with love and compassion. And then their response determines where that goes. It may not go anywhere because they cut it off. Usually if somebody's guilty of something and they don't want to change, they get angry. Have you noticed? <laughs> maybe, maybe you've done that too, right? So, so, you know, if they cut it off, what else are you going to do except just go pray for them? You know, I, I'm, it's not my job to be Holy Ghost Gestapo. It's not my job. My job is to walk with God, love people, seek first the kingdom of God and His righteousness. And then as a pastor, my responsibility is to shepherd the sheep. So shepherding the sheep sometimes means, sometimes means uh, uh, you know, make contact with somebody. Now a lot, a lot of times our staff team does it, you know. Uh, but, you know, make contact and, you know, if it's hindering somebody else's walk with God to have a conversation. So that helps. 
You got another one? Okay. Uh, I've heard this, that if something happens the same time every year, like uh, you find yourself feeling depressed or bad things happen in your life, like clockwork, the same time of year that it's familiar spirits. Do you think that's true? No. So how do you combat that? It's not always true that it's familiar spirits. It could be. So um, not every challenge you have is the devil. It could be. But a lot of times we just have challenges with the flesh. And psychology, and some of you, if you're trained in psychology, you may know the buzzword right off. I just forgot it, and I don't remember it. But there is a psychological issue for when, and I've read about this a number of times because I've helped people personally since 1981. And, and I've counseled since 1984, so I read all these books and stuff. But anyway, what they say is um, if you have traumas that happen certain times of the year, when uh, as you go through life, um, you're you know you've got you've got conscious cognitive thoughts, and then you've got underlying patterns of thinking that you're not aware of. Everybody does, and so you've got conscious thoughts and unconscious thoughts. And and have you ever have a behavior in your life and you don't know why you act that way? Everybody has that. Well, there are underlying patterns of thinking that are impressed into you by your environment, by your family, by your parents, by those that raised you, by your friends, by your teachers, by your associates, and just by you interacting with life in general. And those patterns, they're deep, and, 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 and you form judgments based on what's happened to you. And then you just kind of forget about it, and that's an underlying thing. And so certain people have certain proclivities, and they don't know why. Sometimes it's those underlying patterns of thinking. So many times I've found this to be true, um, that if a person has a traumatic experience in the winter, spring, summer, or fall, and they don't, aren't thinking about it consciously, and maybe it's something that traumatized them or hurt them deeply, and they find themselves feeling melancholy or blue that same time of year, every time of the year, you might want to go check up and see what, you know, say, Lord, what is this? Does that make sense? Um, I mean, I've had things in my life that I noticed I have to deal with certain seasons of the year. As I went back through my life, there were just certain events that occurred. And I said, well, you know, it's kind of uncanny that happened and I'm dealing with this. So you may find, does that make sense? Uh, having said that, yeah, it could be. I mean, you know, there are familiar spirits that are familiar with families. But, you know, here's what I know about the devil. He is a defeated foe. So what you don't want to do is magnify the devil's power because Jesus minimized his power. In fact, having spoiled principalities and powers, he made a show of them openly, triumphing over them in the cross. So the devil knows he's defeated. That's Colossians 2.15, by the way. And then Colossians 1.13, he's delivered us from the authority of darkness. And you got to transfer, transferred us into the kingdom of his dear son. So, so, you know, spiritually speaking, we're free from the devil's power. Now, his imps may come in if you have an anger problem, if you got an issue with this or an issue with that, and that's a little tentacle hanging off your life and you're not willing to deal with it. Hey, a, a, a devil might cabbage on to that and say, well, let me help you with that anger. Let me make you real mad. <laughs> or you got this flesh thing? Let me really help you with that flesh thing. But you know what? If you repent and say, Jesus, I don't want that in my life, I repent of that. And then go get into the Word of God in that area of living 
and you season yourself in the Word, the Word of God will drown that out and will remove it from your life. Kenneth Hagin, years ago, uh, Susan and I lived in Tulsa for eight years, and I frequented Kenneth Hagin's meetings after attending the school. And, and he said this a number of times. It really helped me. He said, you know, a lot of people put a lot of stock in casting out devils, but you know the truth is, if you'll get somebody underneath the Word of God and the anointing of the Holy Spirit and just let the Word of God penetrate, if they will let the Word of God penetrate their heart, their mind and their heart, then those tentacles and those, those mindsets or behaviors that demonic forces want to hang on to, you'll make a decision, I don't want that. I repent. And once you make that decision, they can't hang on. Jesus will. And I've heard him say, he said, he would say this many times. A lot of times people just sit there and it just goes away. Now I have ministered deliverance to people and I've cast demons out of people. But you know what I've had God do with me many times? You sit that same person and I never, don't tell a person they got a devil. If you tell them they got one, they'll go get one because they're afraid. And don't think you, oh Lord, I might have a devil. Well, shut up. Quit saying that. Quit believing that. No, you, I never say, if I thought somebody did, if I thought you did, I'd never tell you. Because you'd get afraid and you'd open up the door. So, so many people, I've just gotten the word into them. One guy, this is back in 1980, first time I did this, so like 1986. Now I can't make a long story short. Anyway, this guy was coming to see me. I was in Tulsa, boatload of oh, quagmire problems. And uh, he said, anyway, I, it's a long story and I'm not going to tell the whole thing except to say he, the devil manifested. I said, hmm. hmm. And just because, and I said, well, God, what you want me to do? And I heard, get him in the words. I, I had a guy memorize scripture for six weeks. He comes see me once a week and I gave him things to do. And you know what? Eventually the Lord said, now release that thing from me. When I did, boom, he got set free. Get the word in somebody first. Get the word in you, and most of that stuff will leave you alone. Is that good? Whew. Anyway, that it? Wow. On the back road, did you have something? No, but he was, they were running a microphone there, and then we'll stop. Always go long. Y'all okay? Hello. Can you hear me now? We can hear you now. <laughs> Hi, guys. Um, this isn't really a question. It's more so a resource um, since you talked about that COVID-19. In the beginning, the Health Resources and Services Administration has a national vaccine injury compensation program. Oh, yeah, you told me about that. And you can um, file specifically a COVID-19 claim. Really? So um, I guess that would be the faith with the work. You can file a claim. What's the name of that again? Say it again. It's the, um, you would go to hrsa.gov. HRSA.gov. Yes, yeah, a government program. So it's the Health Resources and Services Administration. Okay. They have a national, you go to the National Vaccine Injury Compensation Program link. Wow. And, and you can actually you can tell follow what happened. Under the covered vaccines, COVID 19 claims. Wow. I didn't know that. It's good, huh? Anyway. And beyond that, let's believe God. And if you're having symptoms, come and let's lay hands on you and believe God. Is that good? Anybody got anything else? Spur of the moment. We're about to close. Go in once. Go in twice. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I can now.
I know the word says if you confess your sins, he is faithful and just to forgive you and yes. cast your sins in the sea of forgiveness. Yes. In a relationship, whether you know marriage, friends, whatever, is it if you ask for forgiveness and you know you're forgiven, do you bring up what you were asking for forgiveness or do you just forget about it so that you don't rehash the stuff, the sins. That so are, you're asking, you're, you're, you're forgiving someone else. Yeah, like just, you, you just forgive it or later on, like, you know, a month later, someone will, the, say, say for marriage, uh -huh. they bring it up and say, well, we already confessed our sins and God forgave us. But there's work to be done in the relationship. Mm -hmm. So do you, do you just, like the Lord, for, forgive and forget? I think I understand you, but I may oh. not. So I think you're saying <laughs> So there's two things here. So yeah, yeah. If somebody's, if I'm married to somebody or it's a friend or a family or acquaintance and they keep doing something and, and it hurts me, I got to take that. Number one, I need to take it to the Lord and say, ouch, that hurt. So Lord, I'm going to make the choice to forgive them for that. Um, but do I need to talk to it? Since I'm in a relationship, do I need to talk to them? And, you know, you'll get a sense if they're open or not. And, and so, so there's always room for conversation if you're going to have a long-term relationship with someone. So for me, I'm always responsible to forgive. And, and when you forgive, yes, one of the principles of forgiving is you don't bring it up to the person again. But, but if the relationship is being hindered and marred by a person repetitiously doing something that is abrasive, then it's just right to go to them and say, can we talk a little bit? I'm, I'm, we're, we're dealing with this over and over again. You're doing this. This is being said, and it's making me feel this. I take it to the Lord, but can we talk about the reason this is happening? And, you know, one, again, one of two things will happen. They'll say, well, well, yeah, if you want to. Or they might say, oh, I just don't think that's a problem, and I ain't going to change it if you don't like it. <laughs> so <laughs> you got to deal with that. Now that's a see for them to do that's a problem, right? But it shows where they are spiritually. There just may be a, a self-aggrandizing, self-centered rascal. <laughs> you could also say they're just carnal, <laughs> and they don't want to change. And you know, a person like that. Now here's what a lot of people do: they get to a level of spirituality and say, "Well, that's it for me." That's all for me. I like this, and I like that, I like that. God don't want me to do that, but you know what? I like that. And God will say, you know, I got more for you, and life will be a whole lot better, and you won't be so abrasive if you deal with that, and you deal with that. And if they go, I don't care, then you know what? God will back up and say, right. Or they say, maybe so as by fire, but they're going to lose their rewards in heaven. Right? Are there people like that? Uh-huh. Have you met people like that? Are you like that? Don't answer the question. <laughs> Is that okay? I try to be funny about some of this stuff. All of us have to deal with this stuff, right? Does that help? Does that help? Does that help? Okay, so, I mean, you know, it's kind of an open-ended kind of a deal. I understand that, you know. You know, I wish life was all clean and, and everything fit right, all the pieces of the puzzle fit, but they don't always fit well. And life, life is not always nice or fair or, or completely clean like you want it to be. Is that true? 
And, and, and so I'm responsible for me, and you're responsible for you. So Revelation 12, 19 says, as much as lies in you, is at 18, live peaceably with all men. So my responsibility is to walk with Jesus, let him hone my life, let him transform me, be honest with others as much as I possibly can, go to others when I know I hurt them, bruise them, wound them, offend them, and say, look, sometimes I'm just a rascal, and sometimes I just am wrong, and I have to repent. And I still have to do that. My staff team will tell you, Pastor Mitch is saying, my, my children, I used to have to go to my children, get on my knees, say, I did it all wrong and I'm so sorry. If you never do that, people don't think you're real. Is that true? Well, so Lord, lift your hands with me, y'all. Lord, all of us are in process. All of us are in process right here. I feel like, Lord, I've known you all these years and there's still things you're working out of me. And so, Lord, if there's any judgmentalness in me, I, I ask you again to forgive me and help me. And, Lord, I just pray for me, and then I pray for all of us as well in our relating to others. Lord, enable us to love them and love them in their imperfections and help us like I think it's Ephesians 2 and Colossians 3. Make allowances for one another. Help us to do that because we want you to make allowances for us. Help us to make those similar allowances for others, Lord. Help us deal with our religious judgmentalism if there's any of it in us, in Jesus' name. And help us to love people. And Lord, help us. Would you pray with me? And, and you say, Lord, open. Just tell him you open your heart to him. Lord, I open my heart to you. Thank you for not being harsh with me. Sometimes you're stern. Thank you for being stern when you need to be. Thank you for drawing me to you. But, uh, Lord, I, I hope we can all ask this. Don't leave us the way we are. Bring change. Bring change. Bring change. Give us wisdom as we Rub elbows with people. And, and as the temptation is there to be offended, tempt, uh, hurt, all that, you know, all buzzwords for unforgiveness. Help us to work through it, sir. Help us. In Jesus' name.